You are listening to the Today I Found Out podcast, where each weekday we provide an interesting story that is going to feed your brain. You can read more great articles like this by going to todayifoundout.com. This is episode 25 of the Today I Found Out Daily Knowledge podcast, and in this episode you're going to learn about the rather bizarre practice of self-mummification. This was something that some monks chose to do in the past, and it was a process that lasted for nine years. There is no bonus fact with today's episode. To get more great content just like this, head on over to spokenmatter.com forward slash today I found out, where you'll find our brand new five hour long audiobook for just $5. And if that's not enough listening for you, Audible are the leading audiobook provider in the world with over 100,000 titles to choose from. Grab a free audiobook on us if you sign up today by going to todayifoundout.com forward slash audible. Let's get started with today's show. Self mummifying monks. It is possible to mummify yourself. One such method of self-mummification was practiced by Japanese Shugendo monks as the ultimate act of self-denial. Shugendo is a form of Buddhism that originally combined elements of Buddhism, animism, old Shinto, mountain worship, and Taoism, among other religions. Shugendo itself means something to the effect of the way to spiritual power through discipline. The culmination of some of the Shigendu monks' lives was to voluntarily choose to mummify themselves, a process called Sokushanbutsu. The ritual lasted around nine years, six of which the monk would be alive for. The payoff for monks that achieved self-mummification was that they were seen as a Buddha and were then supposed to be placed in a temple of others to see and honor. Failed attempts, which seems to have been the case a large percentage of the time, resulted in the bodies simply decomposing. As you might imagine, mummifying oneself is a process that is excruciatingly painful, hence why individuals who were successful were considered to have achieved a state of perfect enlightenment. The monks would begin by ceasing eating any food except various nuts and seeds, with some accounts stating that they were also allowed to eat fruits and berries. They would then also begin a regimented program of heavy physical exercise, which they would continue through this first period that lasted 1,000 days. During the next 1,000 days, the monks would further restrict their diet by only eating bark and various roots, again with some accounts stating that they were also allowed to eat a limited amount of fruits and berries. Near the end of this period, they would drink regular drafts of a drink made from the sap of the Yurushi tree. The tree's sap is mildly poisonous and is normally used as a natural lacquer. Ingesting the drink caused the person consuming it to vomit frequently, further restricting the body's ability to obtain nutrients from the sparse diet they ate. They would also rapidly lose bodily fluids due to vomiting. This sap also has the mummifying side effect of acting as a preservative. In the final stage of self-mummification, the monk's body would be little more than skin and bones. If the monk survived to this point, he would lock himself in a stone tomb that was just large enough for him to fit in, sitting in the lotus position, which is a position he would not move from until he died. The tomb itself contained an air tube so that the monk could live for a time after being entombed. It also contained a bell, which the monk would ring on a daily basis to let those outside the tomb know he was still alive. When in the tomb, the monk would sit in the lotus position and meditate until death. Once the monk died, and thus no longer rang the bell each day, the breathing tube would be removed and the tomb sealed for the final thousand-day period of the ritual. At the end of this period, the tomb would be opened to see if the monk was successful in mummifying himself. If he was, the preserved body would be put on display in the temple. 
Having successfully demonstrated mastery over the physical, the priest would also then be declared a Buddha. This practice occurred until around the 19th century when it was outlawed by the Japanese government. While the bodies of these monks were supposed to be removed from their tombs after the final thousand-day period, archaeologists have unearthed some of these self-mummified monks very recently, implying that, for whatever reason, this removal did not always happen, perhaps because the body was not seen to have been preserved well enough, so was simply left where it was. You just listened to the Today I Found Out daily podcast. This podcast is brought to you by todayifoundout.com and is produced by SpokenMatter.com. Thanks for listening.